Welcome to episode 75 of the Left Behind Game Club. This week, we tackle Detroit Become Human. This is part one of a part two series. In part one, we will introduce Detroit Become Human and cover Marcus and Connor's stories in full. Part two will then conclude Kara's story. We will talk about how the game ends and then do a wrap-up of the game to conclude. As always, you can find all things Left Behind Game Club at leftbehindgame.club, on Instagram at leftbehindgameclub, on Twitter at leftbehindclub, and you can join our Discord to talk about this game and many others. You can find the link to that on our website. This is the introduction of the show, sent by CyberLife. You're listening to the Left Behind Game Club. Welcome to the Left Behind Game Club, our never-ending attempt to make sure that no game is left behind. I'm your host, Jacob McCourt, and today I have two friends with me. The first friend, you know him, you love him. His name is Travis Colnut. Hello. Oh, hi. Hi. Oh, hi. Oh, hi. How are you? Oh, hi. I'm good. I'm glad you're here. Thanks. Our next guest has been on the podcast before as well. Her name is Katie Lesprance. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm good. I'm going to be even better when we start to talk about this week's game, Detroit Become Human. Mm -hmm. Uh, Detroit Become Human is available on PlayStation 4 and Microsoft Windows, um, originally released on May 25th of 2018 on PS4, and was re-released on uh, Windows in December of this year of 2019 i did not realize that that was happening this is coming in 2020 so i'll have to say last year oh wow yeah this this episode goes out january 1st 2020 happy new year year. uh developed by quantic dream published by sony interactive entertainment uh but the pc version was uh, published by quantic dream because they went independent between the release of this game and the release on pc interesting um and the director behind it is david cage which is probably a name that you guys all recognize we'll talk about that a little bit later um but i want to start this off with a question yeah what did you guys know about detroit become human before we started playing this game uh i definitely knew about it um i definitely knew I don't, you know what? I don't know how much I knew about it. I thought it was cool looking. I thought I was interested in it. At the time when it came out, I did not have a PS4. So it kind of fell into the realm of like cool looking games that I'm never going to be able to play. And then I bought a PS4 and mm-hmm. now I can play it. Katie? I knew of it. Um, I knew that it was a game that was mostly, because I think I had asked you, Travis, what it was mainly like. Right. And you said, oh, it's like really decision based. Yes story based and i not usually something that i play mm-hmm. so i was like oh okay i'm out <laughs> i'm not gonna play that mm-hmm. um but yeah i had heard quite a lot about it and the general story not the details at all okay. so i kind of knew a bit and uh i have played some of quantic dreams other games so i played indigo prophecy which was the first game came out on like xbox ps2 era i don't even think i know that name nope and then uh it came it came out as fahrenheit in some territories as well but um that's that game then they did heavy rain which came out on ps3 which is probably i would say their most widely known yeah like i know the name i don't know anything about it but it's i know the name it was a game about the origami killer you have four characters it's incredibly similar to the structure of this game gotcha okay uh then 
Beyond Two Souls, which is one you yes. mentioned, which stars Willem Dafoe and Ellen Page. Yes, I didn't know about that because I'm a pretty big Ellen Page fan, so and I knew that was happening. It came out like super late in the PS3's lifespan, so not right. everybody's played it. It's on okay. PS4 now, and then this would be, I I think, their fourth game. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Um, question from Michael Ruffalo. Uh, he wanted to ask, uh, did anything stand out to you as frequent visitors to Detroit that stood out to you as especially accurate or inaccurate? So for those that are listening, mm-hmm. um, we are, this podcast is based on the Canadian side of the Detroit border. So all three of us have grown up, you know, 30 minutes from the city of Detroit. Right. Um, yeah. We've so, all gone there quite a bit for concerts, um, sporting events. We, you know, it's right there. So we go pretty often. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so did anything stand out to you? And maybe we saved the, the longer discussion, but like, was there anything where you're like, holy smokes, like this is Detroit? Honestly, no. <laughs> <laughs> I probably haven't spent enough time in Detroit um, to be able to like have recognized anything. The only time I think I actually did recognize anything where I was like, Oh, there's the ambassador bridge. And like, (laughs) but that's on like, you know what I mean? Only because of that. Otherwise, actually I didn't know much. What's that one really tall tower called the guardian building. Yeah. That one, that's the thing or or the GM building. Yeah. That one. It's got the big blue sign on it. Yep. See, that's the extent of my knowledge. Okay. (laughs) Me and Jacob probably go there a little bit more often because we're the sports fans. Uh So I noticed the landmarks, like the big landmarks, like this, the spirit of Detroit, uh, statue is that the, the, which statue is that one the that's blue the man? one yeah okay yeah the big man who's holding two balls yeah it's gotcha. got like a sun type of thing in one hand oh okay oh yeah. sorry they're not balls they're, <laughs> yeah. they're, <sun>. <laughs> balls. <laughs> they're like large anyway anyway um and the, the big fist uh so i actually worked so i just finished my mba and i worked with this in the city of detroit for it disclosure so, time so disclosure time so i just have to be careful what i say <laughs> um because i worked on some projects but um, I've been in the city of Detroit a lot. Um, there's a project that I can talk about that I worked on um, looking at smart cities um, around the globe and how it applies to Detroit. Interesting. So it was super interesting to see how some of the stuff that I'd researched about smart cities, basically like smart signs, smart pedestrian stuff, how that was applied to future Detroit in 2038. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So hopefully I'll have some insights. That yeah, for once, that's really cool. Instead of going blah, 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 yeah. blah, and do a microphone, <laughs> I'll have something insightful to say. Right. <laughs> Um, so we've talked a lot about our connection to Detroit. Um, if you had to boil down what Detroit become human is, how would you describe it to someone who's never played a video game before? Your character, you're not in, you are in direct control of their movements and you're, and you're going through areas. It's a lot of investigating and like really just interacting with items in your, in your area. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, playing out a lot of quick time cutscenes um, and pushing forward a story, right? So not like a lot of heavy action, other than the quick time events, uh-huh. right? Um, it's not like it's very difficult mechanically. You just have to make sure you press the right button at the right time. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, yeah, you're just, it's really just one big story that you get to play an interactive part of. Yeah. And usually the decisions you make in the conversations you have with people change the outcome and the flow of the story. So everyone's game uh, playthrough the first time might be a little bit different than someone else's. So. I think it's fair to say it's like similar to um, Black Mirror's Bandersnatch episode for those oh, of you okay, on Netflix, yes. mm-hmm. except you actually take direct control of the character right? Um, instead of just kind of watching things go. But uh, Jessica, uh, my girlfriend who's been on the show before, she looked at it and said, she said you're not really playing this thing much, are you? And, <laughs> uh, I guess to a certain degree, you yeah. have direct character control, but it's very much like a very linear story. Right. You have direct control. It's it's kind of action adventure-y. Yeah. Um, and I found a very succinct way to describe the setting of the game. Okay. 
And this comes from Helen Jones at Goomba Stomp, Goomba Stomp, and she said, The game takes place in a dystopic future Detroit where androids have become part of the everyday life. They live as bodyguards, nannies, maids, and sex workers, and are treated as non-human property. That is until the androids begin to gain consciousness, and we follow the lives of three of these deviant androids, Connor, Kara, and Marcus, as they struggle for freedom. That's like perfectly put. Yeah. Uh-huh. That, that is, sums it right up. If Helen was here, I'd give her a high five. Yeah. She's super <laughs> Good job, Helen. Good job, Helen. <laughs> Um, anything else from like a gameplay people should know kind of going into it? It's similar to like a Telltale game as yeah, well. Yeah, that's what that's where my mind goes because I've played those Telltale um, The Walking Dead games. Uh-huh. I don't know, have you played anything like this? No. no. Yeah, not at all. nothing really. I was always like, no, I'm good. I don't really need to play that. I don't know why. I don't know if it's just like the not um, taking full control or I'm just following a story that I had never been really interested in trying. Mm-hmm. Right. Um I thought I would eventually, but it wasn't, I was like, I have other things to play that I would rather play. Right. Before we dive into the story and like enter the spoiler room, because that's probably where things yeah, start cooking. This whole thing's going to be just spoiling yep. it all. Yeah. Um. How did you play it? And I, I know the answer, but just for everyone PS4. here. PS4. PS4. Not my child, the Switch, unfortunately. Yeah. Too bad. It's too not, bad. Yeah. I don't think it... it but look, Quantic Dream <laughs> went, they're going independent, so maybe, mm-hmm. maybe. it'll be on... Switch someday? I don't need it to do it again, though. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. <laughs> Katie, how did you play it? PS4. PS4, and I also played it on PS4, but yeah. like we said, it's available on PC as well, so if you are interested, you've got that as well. Um, this game is largely story-focused, so from here, we are entering the spoiler room, so if yes. you're interested in Detroit Become Human, play the game, watch a walkthrough before you hit play on the rest of this, because we are going to spoil the entirety of the game. Yep. I did end up liking it a lot, so hey! if you're thinking of playing it, and you're like, well, I don't know if I should, I think you should. Yeah. No, I liked it a lot, too. Before yeah. we entered the spoiler yeah. room. Yeah, I... It's problematic, but I also think you should play it. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Uh, where do we start with a Detroit Become Human? We mentioned the three characters that are in the game. Yes. Marcus, Connor, and Kara. Yes. Should we go through each character individually? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, who do you want to go through first? Well, okay, who did you guys like the best? Just generally speaking, who did you actually Can like? Can we say it on three? Can we do something fun like that? Okay, oh, yeah, sure. sure. Okay. Who, okay, on three or... I'm conflicted, so I'm gonna go but I'm going to have to pick somebody, so I'm, I'm going to go somebody. one, two, and then on three, okay. we'll say who we like the okay. most. Okay. One, two, three, Kara. Kara. Oh! Whoa! <laughs> so you said Kara, and Travis yeah, and Cara, I said yes. Connor. Kara. Kara, I said Kara. You said Kara, too? Yeah, said, said yeah, we all said Kara. Oh, this is going to be a great podcast. Oh, did you podcast. say Connor? I said Connor. Oh! oh I thought you said Kara, too. No, Kara's story is the worst in this whole what? game. What? Yeah. That, mm. No, Kara was my driving force. Yeah. Okay, so neither of us said Marcus, so we should probably yeah, start yeah. there, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah we can start with Marcus. Yeah, let's get... Thing is, I don't, I don't dislike no, Marcus. I don't dislike it's Marcus, either. I found him not relatable yes yeah like i did not attach myself to his character at all yeah he was very detached from everyone else, aside from the beginning which we'll get into that but he's kind of just there's no real relationships that i found interesting he was written very generically yes like he yes could very put blank into a terminator movie or yes. he could be put into any other kind of movie like that or film or whatever like that but i I wanted to like Marcus. Like off yes, the bat, absolutely. I liked Marcus. I liked the stuff he had with uh, his Carl. I believe his um, his owner. I don't like using the word owner, but um, <laughs> I, I liked uh, I liked the stuff with at the beginning. But then once you keep moving, he gets less and less personable and really just a vessel to push the plot forward. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, at the beginning he was the most personal, right? And then quickly just lost any personality. 
whatsoever. He did have moments that I really, really liked that I will remember playing through you know, vividly. But as a character, I didn't find him that interesting. Yeah, Marcus, like you said, he's... And I don't know if it's the writing um, or if it's Jesse Williams' performance, but I found that it was a very plastic... Like, literally. (laughs) But, like, I just didn't connect. I'm like, oh, you're the, like you said, you're the vessel. He's the vessel to move the freedom story. And even the characters around him were like, oh, he is the one that doesn't agree because you gotta be good. And this is the one who's like a little bit rebellious. That's North, who is played by Mika Kelly. I love North. Uh, Sorry, just as an aside, I love North. Okay. I'm not surprised. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. Um, but his his arc, as you said, kind of starts. He's a servant of Carl, yep. who's like a Detroit based artist who's in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. And the first, I would say, couple hours of the game are very just like slow paced, yes. and there's not that much going on. Um, but his uh, story kind of climaxes once when um, there's an incident involving Carl's son. Yeah, so his son Leo kind of shows up into the picture, and he wants money because he's a druggie, and he's kind of a mess, and he needs money for this and that, blah, blah, blah. And that's essentially your first real um, moment of you can either become deviant and uh, break your programming and fight with Leo, or you can just take it. And that's, I think, the whole goal here is to become deviant and push the story forward, obviously. Yeah. Um, and then uh, because of that, you really, um, because the police intervene in my playthrough, the police intervened and they blamed Marcus for the whole situation. Yep. Um, Leo survived, but Marcus was sent to a dump. And then yep. literally from that point on, Marcus really, after he gets reborn by saving himself out of a dump, but like an that, Android dump. Yeah. An Android dump. And he takes spare parts and he kind of reconstructs himself a little bit. Um, but from that point on, Marcus really kind of becomes devoid of a personality, right? Like I felt he was caring. I tried to play him as a caring, peaceful character, Mm -hmm. but it was just, it was hard because he didn't have very strong personal relationships with anyone once Carl was out of the picture. Yeah. So I had in the early section that you just talked about, I had two moments that I, like I said, will remember vividly was the first moment in the game where I did something and then the consequence was not what I expected the consequence to be. And my jaw dropped. What and I just sat that? on the couch because I pushed him. Okay. So. Oh, you pushed Leo. I pushed okay, Leo. Yeah. So Leo is kind of antagonizing Marcus. Right. And saying like, oh, you piece of plastic. He loves you more than he loves me. Carl loving you. Which is factual. Yeah, he does yeah. actually. Um, it appears so. Um, so he's antagonizing him and pushing Marcus. And then Carl says, don't do anything. Don't push him back or do anything like that and half of me was like oh i should listen but then i was like no i should stand up for my because i can now because he broke free of his program and he can make the choice right so i was like i can make a choice now i'm like no i'm a person you're not gonna push me anymore so it was like the option was i think just like shove him right so i shoved him because i just kind of wanted to do like you know the man the man shove (laughs) yeah like uh, i'm not fighting you but i'll fight you yeah Yeah. exactly So I shoved him. Leo sprawls back. Apparently Marcus is beefy and just shoves people (laughs) like they're just a sack of nothing. And he flies back and like hits his head on a pillar. Yeah. Or like a big light. Yeah. He hit base. Something. I don't even know. And then he's dead. Yep. Oh. And I. Yeah. So he he didn't die for you? No. No. How did he go flying though? He went flying. He hit his head. But he didn't die because he definitely but appeared late him. in the game for me. 
right but, but you pushed him did, maybe he didn't maybe because your decisions later on you didn't actually have the moment to re, to reconnect with carl later in the game did no you? Did, no he's dead did carl die for you no because he was back in the game later carl died for me carl died oh yeah wait no carl didn't die in this moment yeah in this moment no carl didn't die no. yeah carl died carl for me. was alive because you did nothing so carl was kind of clutching his chest the entire time being <gasps> oh. like guys don't fight like leo you need to go away like uh stop pushing each other stop fighting and he has an, a heart attack and collapses <gasps> oh my god no that didn't happen for me no. so in my playthrough the police come in because uh marcus had contacted the police right yeah and uh when the police came in leo pointed at marcus and said he killed him oh and the gosh. police just shot marcus oh the, the police shot him but yeah. because he killed leo yeah so what's interesting about this game, just to kind of pull back a little bit, um, this game operates much like a flowchart. Right. So mm-hmm. like imagine that like we have given you three different options of how this story could go. In some instances, these flowcharts will kind of come back to the same point. Right. Where in this specific right. instance, there is no way that Marcus will not get shot by the police. Right. Exactly. You may make decisions along the way, but ultimately your end, it's still going to push the story forward yes. unless you like straight up die. Yeah. And there are also some instances where my Carl died, which will uh, change the way a chapter much, much later plays right, out exactly. where you guys are actually going to go see yeah. Carl. Yeah. I just go to his grave. Oh, mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. So just know that in some instances, a story in a later chapter can start in a different place. Right. Or they all come to the same place and it doesn't matter what happened in the previous chapter. Before right. we go too much farther, I have a quick question. Did you guys replay anything along the no. way? Or did you guys just say, this is my playthrough and that's it? No, I made the commitment yes. to not replay anything. Which goes against like my better my right. my nature as someone who plays video games to be like no I didn't do that right I'm gonna redo it properly right. I want to like but I'm like no no this? this is the point of this thing is right. that I'm doing I'm choosing actions even if the result isn't what I wanted I didn't mean to kill Leo yeah. but I'm like no I pushed him and he died and sometimes true to life you do something and then sometimes the result is not what you expect right. and you be like oh that was a mistake. I didn't intend for this to happen, but that happened. So I kind of tried to play it like that. Like it was, I'm making choices. The results will be what the results will be. Yep. And I will have to live with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I was, was really same. hard. I, yeah. I decided that I was going to role play each character a specific way, right. which for Connor was incredibly interesting, which is why I picked him as my favorite. Interesting. I not don't because I love Connor. Right. Not because Connor is a good character, but because of his arc was, I find the best out of all of them. Interesting. Yeah. But I, I will, I will put a pin in that yeah. um, for later. Um, one more thing for that, but I didn't replay at all. Okay. No, did and you you did? Uh, no, I didn't replay anything except for at the very very beginning. Um, to jump to Connor's section, you start off with a hostage negotiation. Um, and that's the opening <clears throat> of the game. That's yes. the opening of the game. I messed up. And Connor died. I didn't know Connor could come back. Right. So I restarted the game and I didn't <laughs> save because I thought, oh, shoot, I'm going to go through this game with only two thirds of the actual story. There's no yeah. way I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. I didn't know Connor. That would be rough. Back. That would be a rough way to right. start, especially not knowing the mechanics. Exactly. And like, oh, right? if you screw this up, it's so lose I, third of the game. I redid the hostage situation and Connor survived. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, Connor died for me. Oh, yeah, no. Same. So that's the thing. So then I kept going with the game because I knew, mm-hmm. okay, Connor survived. I didn't mess up the first chapter and then had to like keep yeah. going, right? So that's the only time I restarted. Yeah. And and just last thing, Kara can die very early in the game, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, like in chapter six, she can die. That's nuts. Which is a little nuts, but I think 
Marcus and Connor, it takes you will get through at least two thirds of the game before they are at risk of dying. Of dying permanently. Yeah. Because Connor can just come back. Uh, in the hostage situation, he can come back, okay. but past that, he cannot. Oh, okay, gotcha. But there are very few. Why have points. you died multiple times with I Connor? I think I died with Connor again, Ken and they rebooted died. him again. Yeah, Ooh, I think there's I'm, multiple reboots. I think. That can Ooh, I'm interested to hear this. I'm later. pretty sure because I was like, oh, it happened again. Guess we're rebooting again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I didn't sure. know that was even an option. Yeah. So, so Marcus. Once he, speaking of getting rebooted, yeah, uh, he wakes up in an android graveyard, which mm-hmm. was one of my favorite parts yes, of the entire. That was a very cool part. Holy yeah. smokes! Yeah. Like audio wise, it mm-hmm. was terrific because yep. it plays with the sound of like muting certain parts of your um, your speakers, and then it's muffled, and then as you're putting in the pieces into your yeah. body, it, it just played a lot with that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I was really, it was really, really cool. Yeah, both of his legs, his audio processor, yeah. and one of his eyes yeah. are just gone borked yeah so you have to find i don't know why i said bork <laughs> you have to find new components which starts you are like just a torso yeah. and you have to crawl to put in new compatible legs right. which was really really visceral mm-hmm. like yes. it was really really well done like you said with the visuals yep. it's kind of jumbled and the lights are kind of glaring right. and it's hard to see and you kind of everything's garbled yeah too. i had headphones like like headphones plugged in yeah. my controller as soon as you get that audio in and then it's like storming and you're like oh my gosh yeah it's like when you find the earpiece yeah and then you pop in the earpiece and it goes from really muffled and then it becomes kind of staticky and then it cuts out entirely and then it all whooshes in. Yeah, it like was it's, done That really was one well. of those moments that I was like, holy crap. Yeah. That was really well done. Yeah. Like I felt it. Even the in-game camera, like imagine that someone's holding a very expensive camera like low to the ground. Yes. And just following Marcus's right. And you're just dragging. Yeah. Like yeah. just the direction in this yeah. specific segment of the game was just like oh. chef's kiss. <laughs> and you get a choice of whether or not to rip out a guy's heart or yes. something like that yeah. to like revive yourself and they're like no no don't did you guys kill the guy no i, I don't think I, I super did <gasps> <gasps> you killed the guy I had, to, I had to survive right okay i, think I, I figured found that option. i was gonna survive some other i was like there's plenty of options here yeah. Yeah. and the guy is begging you yeah like please don't kill me and you killed him yeah. i think i found a I guy who did. was wow. begging to be killed yeah, and I killed that guy too. Oh, oh my god! No, yeah. I oh, I think I think I did him. Yeah, I, did I just him. wanted to show people mercy. You know, oh my god. Well, well he was like, no, please, all, I'm but... like tapped out. Put me out. And yeah. I was like, okay, that I can. But then someone's like, no, please don't. don't. And then you just did you it. Just did it. I, I see. I, I see how it goes. For Jake. Where Jacob's playthrough went. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I have a feeling. I know. Uh-huh. Uh huh. People uh, might have listened to our Wolf Among Us series oh, where no. I became the big bad wolf in yeah. more ways than one. Uh, we'll see if this uh, if this pans out the same way. So from there. Um, he's handed this little card yes. that says, and it's this uh, android who's like about to die, who's like, you just need to find Jericho, find Jericho and right. everything will be fine, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is not Chris Jericho, the uh, very famous wrestler. Uh, this is Canadian, not Jericho, right? the short-lived Canadian. Yeah. The I, short-lived nuke series that I'm sure you watched. I knew that one. <laughs> this is Jericho uh, ship. Yeah. Which you don't know at the time, right. but you go and find this ship through a series of decoded And that's the thing, there's a lot of like kind of that's the thing. There's a lot of missions with Marcus where you're doing actions and, and adventure things and where you're trying to like climb and do parkour and do stuff like that. But once again, it makes Marcus difficult to relate to because you're just, it's, he's kind of just the insert, right? Mm-hmm. For you to do some cool action. Yeah. It's a very yeah. abstract goal too. Right. It's like go find this place. It's where you'll be safe there. Yeah. But I, I didn't feel that threatened. Like I mm-hmm. wasn't scared. I don't right. know. And he didn't seem scared. Yeah. Like he's just, he's very blank. So, yeah. yeah, I didn't 
didn't have any attachment to the goal at all. So Marcus finds Jericho, starts to make friends in Jericho, and that's when a lot of the secondary characters that are around him start to reveal right. themselves. So North, who's who played I by love, Minka Kelly. Loved North. Okay, don't... And I Josh love, and Simon as well. Yeah, who cares? And then... <laughs> <laughs> it's all about North. Yeah. No, she was great. I mean, she was the best of three, she, for Oh, sure. yeah, for sure. She was great. Um, the thing is that I wanted to be very peaceful as yeah. Marcus. I was uh-huh. trying to do the peaceful run, mm-hmm. right? Like, so I didn't you know were that, like, North is upset with me. Yes, North <laughs> was constantly upset with me because she just really wanted to kill people. And I'm like, no, no killing North. And then she's just like, no, we've got to fight. And I'm like, nah, and I just want to be peaceful. I was like North where like... I I wanted to be righteous, but also peaceful. Okay. But this okay. game only has a binary. Yeah. So you can't, you you can't, can't do no, that. There's no I can't ground. be. I can't be like, yeah, human rights, but also like do it very peacefully. Yeah. It's right. very much like we're going to like walk through Hart Plaza yeah. or we're going to start a revolution. Right. There's I no wanted, middle ground. Yeah. I didn't yeah. want the binary. I wanted yeah. somewhere in between. Yeah. Because you're kind of leading the rebellion mm-hmm. and it's kind of, you have to choose how to do it, whether or not you're going to basically declare war right. on humans or yeah do you go the very very peaceful route mm-hmm. but you Which, can't give the you can't get the easy route like the, the easy route would be to do the middle ground the centrist route right yeah. well, exactly yes. so you don't like you have to that's this game you have to make decisions right yeah. so which yeah i went the very i went the peaceful route yeah not but i wanted to go the war route mm-hmm. like i was like no no just out of um, it just feels better. Right. Like yeah. It feels more of like an action. Yes. Like yeah. you're getting your freedom. It also feels but, more realistic. Yes. But also I played it thinking of the real world. Yeah. And it, we're actually trying to get, you know, in the game, trying to get rights for androids. And I felt that the best way to do that is to be peaceful. Right. Because if you declare war, then everyone's just afraid of you. Right. right. You're the not fear does anything. not breed empathy. People don't go, oh, they're people they're declaring right. war yeah. on us. They, they go, no, like, they, yeah, they killed police and they killed security exactly. guards. Right. They're coming so, after me and my yeah. family and, and it's I cool. hate them. Whatever. It's not. It's not. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. So the only way in real life that you actually get empathy from people is not by attacking them, but by right. being like, hey, look at me, I'm a person. Right. And kind of playing victim a little bit. Yeah. When a bunch of androids get shot going, please don't shoot me. You're like, oh, right. that makes me feel a way. Whereas yeah. androids coming for you, makes you feel just scared. Right. Yeah. So I wanted to, I was trying to actually get rights for the androids. Right. Yeah, and it's fair to say that this game tracks uh, sentiment that the population yes. has towards it androids, does, yep. but it also tracks the sentiment towards uh, that your secondary characters have towards your Exactly, your like your relationship that you're building with each of those characters in the yeah. game. Yeah, so like for Marcus, he has Simon, um, Josh, and North, yep. who at times... If you follow North, Josh will. It's they're almost like on uh, polar opposites. Right. Mm-hmm. Where if you are bad, Josh is going to hate you. Right. But if you're good, North is going to hate you. Um, it's interesting. Well, I was a bad. I was bad with Jericho. Like in that. So there's the and Jericho. Like it becomes kind of the what they community. call yeah. the yeah. refugee the community, community. Yeah. So like one of the first things that you decide to do in Jericho is go on a mission to kind of get more blue blood. So yeah. blue blood is like their lifeblood for their systems and like more spare parts in to the help spare part mission. Exactly right. I failed that mission so bad, oh, really? brutally, so bad. So like we we like parkour our way in. It's super cool. Yep. And then we, <laughs> it's, it's super, super cool. cool. <laughs> we get there and we're immediately like spotted and there's like an Android that like notices us. And then a, a human guard comes oh. and you have the option to kill the guy, kill the guard or yep. hide. Uh-huh. I hid. Yep. 
And literally, and so you look at my flow chart in the game because this game gives you your flow chart so you can see all of your missing pieces. Yep. The option for hide literally bypasses almost everything in this mission uh-huh. and you just escape with nothing and you failed and Jericho hates you. Oh, wow. It's, it's, oh, yeah. Like, they you continue, hate you? They don't, like, you're, it's like you failed. Oh. Your and, sentiment, so outside of secondary characters, they right. also track the population and Jericho's feelings towards yes. Marcus. So I had to do really well on the following things to then rebuild it. And yeah. I don't know if I could have done terribly, like, it, it felt like a really big blow initially because yeah. I was like, oh, I'm going to come in here and spark this revolution and then we failed miserably. You know what you need to do? What? Kill the cop like I did. Oh, God. I don't think I killed the cop. Yeah, I but I But you I succeeded take, the mission. You can take the guy hostage and maybe that's what you did. No. Oh, I don't know what you did. Yeah, I super killed the cop. Maybe you got know. in without being spotted. Mm-hmm. Because first an android... Oh, no, I didn't get spotted. I think what happens is an android spots you yeah. first. Uh, yes, the android spotted me. And the, you can be like, yo, android, just like ignore us. We're like starting a revolution. You'll be fine. Um, but what happens there is a human like yes. guard comes yes. over and he's like, Hey, I'm going to call the police. So I just, pop, I just shot him. Oh no. He, I don't think he didn't spot us. Oh yes. Like he, the cop didn't spot us. I hid with the other Android. I, I believe. The, you probably grabbed the Android and hid with yes, the Android. Yes, I did. I didn't grab oh, the Android. So, so we just I grabbed hid the Android. And then the Android straight up just called. He's like, he was like, yo, bad, they're over here. <laughs> there's deviants right there. And like, the, no, I took, I grabbed the Android like safely i did not harm him right but we hid i grabbed him and hid and though he didn't spot us right so that's the thing I that's think, it so my my jericho sentiment kept dropping and then oh. eventually you do more missions did along the, the android way. say take me with you no okay because the android at the helped. end he did yes. for me after so we android, succeeded the mission yeah so the android is like hey because he basically turns deviant in that yeah. case right so he's like hey i helped you i'm screwed here like they're gonna deactivate me take me with you right and i was like i don't know you no way and then oh I my left god, him. you I, left him i terrible. left him i left him yeah oh, oh my god. god yeah i was i was really bad with marcus and then i had like this moment so imagine i'm drawing this line where it's a hill and down is is <laughs> evil and then up is like being yeah. good yeah i started evil then kind of came around to being good in the middle and, and then i just plummeted back down <laughs> just plummeted into the abyss <laughs> not the abyss but i'm like anarchy versus like okay. hey i want to be like peaceful and then i'm like peace doesn't do anything i can't believe you didn't take him with you he's one of your brothers nah my marcus was more like like really nice but dumb like that's that was my marcus more or less he can't do anything right but he's so nice he's incompetent my marcus (laughs) was so incompetent like yeah so there's there's three more important kind of tent poles with marcus that happen there's the uh, stratford tower broadcast there's the capitol park um, kind of yeah. Uh, you kind of uprising. make your stand where whether it's going to be peaceful or, or violent, and I yeah. think that's the kind of where you're deciding to go. And then the Freedom March, yes. it's kind of down Woodward Avenue in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Um, what was? Did you have any highlights in that? In those three missions, uh, I think the like the uh, invading the um, the tower that yeah. was a lot of fun. There was a lot of fun. Yes. I think Marcus's parts were lots of fun. Like, yes, yeah. they were fun to play. They were a lot of fun Absolutely. to play. Um, and like in the grand scheme of things. I, there's nothing really important that happened in my playthrough. Like, I, you know, you go, you do your speech. In I the was, tower, there's at one point there's someone running away. Yes. Did you shoot him in the back? No, I left him. Yeah, I, I left let him, him run. I super shot, shot him. him. Yeah, I knew it. I was like, we're yeah. gonna have no because I was like him. peaceful protest. And then even in the news, they specifically if you said gun there was people zero down, People are not going to think a lot of you. They're gonna so, think you're a monster. Yeah. Jacob. So <laughs> that's exactly what happened. And that's when. And, and what's cool about this game is 
it it replicates the news cycle very well yes. of like it shows you three different news stations yes. which are probably analogs for like CNN, Fox News and then something right. that's more down the middle. Yeah. Um and it it the sentiment really changes of like and it, it even starts to uh, like roll down a hill, imagine a snowball yeah. mm-hmm. that like the first newscast will be like, "Oh, the, someone died." And then like the Fox News analog yeah, will be they like massacred they massacred everyone. <laughs> people in Detroit that Sunday bloody Sunday in and Detroit. And they're coming for you next. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, um that that was the moment though when I started to go maybe this isn't the right way to do this because right I, you're why getting did bad I feedback kill, yeah, yeah uh, like, it feels real good but it, yeah well it doesn't feel real good I don't want people to take oh. this tape and be like Jacob's a masochist and yeah. here's the proof <laughs> um, but that's, see in most stealth ga- like games where you have the option of like stealthing through and um, like tranquilizing people or something mm-hmm. I'm like no I just gun the place oh up my usually gosh. I am just I take out everyone oh my god so this course. was very very different for me because it's <laughs> like it like my decisions had legitimate consequences yeah, right. so I was a little bit more thoughtful whereas usually I'd be like no you're a threat I'm killing you oh my god this guy is gonna run away and tell everyone I'm killing him yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's fair to say Marcus's arc had some of the coolest, yes. coolest moments. Yeah. Like when you're walking down Woodward Avenue yeah. and you're doing your peaceful protest. And you're trying to get people to come to you and you're just reaching out to them, right? You're reaching out to them while at first you're just trying to convert them into right. like becoming deviants. But then you're yeah. just like, yeah, he gets it's very po- odd to me that power up. I, I don't know why. I don't know why him. I get he's like the their like God figure yeah. or like Jesus figure or whatever religion you follow mm-hmm. um, who when he touches other androids, they suddenly get free will. But then yeah. that's which I don't pass know why. To other people too, because Mike Connor was able to do that later yeah. on in the game. Oh, like too. once he was awake, yeah, then it's like he you could, could do then it. Spread it. Oh, yeah. so only if you're. It's just weird that amongst that group, they're all awake, but he's the only one doing. It. And then later, he just like j- looks at them. Yeah, and they have he's free just will able to look at them. Yeah, it's interesting. I think and it was I probably mean, just for show. It's yeah, it's a much him, easier than you running around, running around each corner and like, touching everyone. Yeah, exactly. But. I don't know. Maybe it's just him just getting more powerful. So later in Connor's playthrough, you kind of get a bit of a explanation as to why this happened. Oh, really? Yeah. Depending on how you do a specific thing that I'll talk about later, oh, but cool. it's very loose. Okay. It's like, well, I hey, it, it spreads be. like a virus. Oh yeah. 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 They, they use, okay. they use their like bio components to sh- exchange information. And if there's a, a code change or a code yeah, switch, it, like a computer virus. Like... So Marcus just maybe figured it out. Yeah. His DNC like, allowed him to spread his virus yeah, okay. by communicating with others. Cause you can like touch other androids and that's, how they pass it, but it, yeah. it, it just kind of starts to happen, and you're like, "How do what? A, why? Huh? Yeah, yeah." There's yeah, a bit cool of a moment. It was a cool moment. Mm-hmm. Did you guys find an issue where, like, some things logically in this game, you're like, "How did? What? How, there's like a lot of logical leaps that are made um, when you're going through the game." So before we kind of move on from Marcus, um, the Capitol Park thing is just like you can decide to pacifist. be pacifist. That's yeah. where I was pacifist as well. Oh. Where you just oh, like interesting, yeah. Where you raise flags. Same thing. Of, like, I wanted to wreck. Windows. That park. Yeah, I wanted to just make it a mess, but I'm like, no, no, you're gonna do the thing that's right. gonna work in your yep. favor. Yep, yep. And then the last thing is that Freedom March, where right. you just walk through yep. Woodward yep. Avenue. How and did your Freedom Collect March and oh, yeah. I ran away. You ran? Yeah, I ran away. No, Some was, androids died, and then we ran away and tried to survive. We for another stood day. our ground. Yeah. Damn it! I stood my ground. So what, what happened, happened when you stood your ground? 
uh, they a- started shooting some of them. And, and then we're like, oh, and each time you stood, more people. No, none of the main people died. Oh. Okay. Who did you lose? So I lost did Simon. <gasps> so Simon. Oh, so like I, I said, like, Simon I, I walked in front of everyone. I didn't and was really like, think a lot of Simon. So he might have died. And I just don't remember. <laughs> this is my righteous side. Coming no out. North. I'm like, I'm, like, I'm going to be the symbol where like. I'm going to get shot and then everyone's going to say like he was just standing there peacefully and the police gunned right. him down. Yeah. So they shot him a few times and then Simon right before like a fatal blow is about to come he like jumps in front and he dies. Interesting. And Marcus just gets shot and gets to leave. Oh, that see, might have happened and I don't remember because no, that kind of sounds familiar. So yeah. Simon might have died and I just didn't care. Yeah. <laughs> My Simon got shot in the uh, tower mission. Oh. And yeah, that happened for me so, too. But the but thing is, oh. no, he got shot in the tower mission, but then we had to leave him to escape. Yes. We gave oh. him a gun. We left him too. Yeah. Oh, but he escaped later. I'll, we'll, we'll yeah, get to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I have a Connor mission that then I never yeah. found him during Connor. Yeah. I didn't find him. Me neither. Oh, okay. So he lived. He lived. He comes back and he joins you. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh. Okay. So that's the Marcus yes. uh, timeline. So we're going to leave the last three missions yep. until the, at the end because yep. everyone's paths cross there. Exactly. Um, next, we'll go to my favorite arc, rather. Yeah. Connor's a dweeb, but like yes. the arc sweet. is very interesting of Connor, who's the first detective android. He's very sweet dweeb. Yeah, he's a sweet dweeb. Mm-hmm. A little sweet dweeb. Yep. Uh, he's the RK-800 android robot. He's the first android that's a part of the Detroit... Um, uh, police department. Hi, I'm the android sent by Cyberlife. <laughs> That's a great impression. Yeah. He said it only a couple yeah. times. <laughs> and after my name the, is Connor. After the hostage mission, which is what opens the game and teaches you how to play, you're uh, connected with Lieutenant uh, Hank Anderson, mm-hmm. um, who's I shared this with you guys, who's voiced by the same guy who does Mr. Krabs yeah. in SpongeBob SquarePants. That's really funny. Never. I've watched only a little bit of SpongeBob. Okay, but I, now I'm I just apologize. imagining like him dropping f bombs, <laughs> like Mr. Krabs dropping f-bombs but yeah. i digress uh the hostage situation is kind of your tutorial for the game yeah that, and it's a great opening it is a great opening because it was immediately very 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 stressful it bothered me that i wasn't doing everything in the game i see it was something that i had to get over that i i wasn't paying attention to what i did i was like but i didn't do this right you and the story is going to happen and there's content there but i'm not one to that's going to replay it. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm missing out on, it was like FOMO. Like I'm missing something right. that happened and I'm missing that story. And I just had to get over it. Right. Yeah. And it's fair to, so in this specific mission, um, there are clues that are kind of strewn about the apartment. You come to like a high rise apartment, very classy. There's a hostage situation where a girl's been taken by a deviant Android. You can either walk right out to the balcony to talk mm-hmm. to the Android in question, right. or you can go through and talk to people and gather clues yes. that will unlock branches for you to dialogue with the deviant. Android. And this is really a lot of how the game is played. Like every chapter has these kinds of scenarios where the more you investigate, the more options are available to you later in that mission, right? So, uh, yeah, it's pretty much the perfect tutorial for figuring out how to go forward. And without consequences, too. Right. Because you can die as Connor in this mission, and you will be brought back. Which I was not aware of. (laughs) Exactly. Um, So the hostage happens. Yeah. Um, I think we mentioned we died. Yeah, I rushed through a little bit because I was like, but stuff's happening. Because it's slowly, you can feel it escalating. Mm -hmm. Like there's shots being fired or there's things being thrown or like more yelling so i was like i need to get back there because it's escalating and so i kind of i did like maybe a third of the things in the apartment 
and then went to the apartment because I was like, I got to go. Like, mm-hmm. stuff's going to happen. A SWAT member dies. Yes. That's that's part it. Of, yeah. That's- and I felt like, oh, I need to get back there. So then I missed a bunch of stuff. So then at the end of each chapter, they show like a flow chart and it shows all the things that you missed. And I was like, there was so much stuff in that apartment yeah. that I didn't get to. So then all the time after that, I would always go to your like Android vision where you can yes. see around you and you see like the little, there's little like yellow sticker type mm-hmm. things on things you can interact with. So then I was just like checking my Android vision yeah. constantly to make sure that I got everything that I could get. Cause yeah. I was like, I missed so much stuff. Some of them can completely change one little thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Can yeah. Looking change. at something or not looking at something yeah. or yeah. going into a drawer and taking a gun out that you didn't know was there can right. entirely change the way you play the game. Exactly. Um, so after the hostage situation, you meet Hank, um, Anderson, uh, you become partners with him and then you start to go through and a lot of his arc is chasing after deviant androids yeah. that have been called into Detroit PD yep. and kind of looking at them, seeing, trying to figure out what happened. I think his whole purpose is trying to stop it from getting worse. Yeah, because right? one thing that's kind of um, hinted at in the story is that Cyberlife is incredibly close to the U.S. government okay. and that like they are allowed access to governments, including local governments, mm. that maybe other companies may not get access to. I see. So they work incredibly close with Detroit PD to fix it, but really Cyberlight's trying to fix it to cover their own butts. Right. Yeah. So Connor, he finds his first deviant in an attic. Yep. Uh, you question him in the, the police department. Uh, does the android, in your case, kill himself? Yeah, or, mine killed. No? Yeah. I yeah. found him in the attic and then he, uh, after investi- in- interrogating him a few times, like interrogating him once, he survived that. He then self-destructs later on and yeah, it was fine. Like in the, in the, in in the, the actual, interrogation room? Uh, later on in his cell for me. I don't think he did for me. Okay. He, I think there's multiple opportunities where he can die. Like, yeah. Because if they get too stressed, yeah, no, I kept him. I kept him. Right where I wanted him. <laughs> yeah, I did I, real good. Yeah. The well, interrogation. it's also possible if you didn't look, go to him in his cell, you may not have even seen him oh, the, oh, uh, the like, second time. The second time. Yeah. If you went to him in his cell after the interrogation, you might not even, if you didn't go to see him, he might not have self-destructed because you just ignored that part. It's a possibility. That may have happened. Yeah, yeah, it's likely. It didn't matter. Is it fair to say that a lot of these early missions for Connor just kind of fill time? A little bit. And like, um, just maybe build the case for why androids are becoming deviant. Yes, but also it's building his relationship with Hank. Yes. Which is what I enjoy. Like, yes, they're filler missions in that, like, yeah, there are a lot of the same things you chase after a guy and then you have the option to either keep chasing him or save Hank, right? Like, that's probably the next thing right after that, um, that attic one. And you use these opportunities to kind of build your relationship with Hank and that's kind of the driving force, at least for me when I was playing as Connor, is, yes, I have my mission, but I need to make sure that like, I, I still want to like build that relationship with Hank too, because I think my end goal was always to have Connor become deviant in the end. I just wanted to make sure he had some sort of like reason to, if he's just yeah. going to be this rigid, I'm the Android sent by cyber life. And that's all he's going <laughs> to, then what's, what is his driving force for being deviant? Right. 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 So, um, so so that's kind of we've gone through the hostage partners the interrogation the waiting for Hank um the nest is the next one which that's you kind what, of yeah you chase oh, after a chase, guy yeah the chase scene yeah you chase yes. after a, an it's android it's probably the most action yeah for heavy Connor it was action heavy for of Connor the, 
game. Yeah, really. you run through like an, it's more, an it's urban most fast farm. Paced yes, action. yes, because it's yeah, it's a chase sequence. Yeah, thing. And like then, rooftop urban yeah. farm, and you have to pick through. which direction to go like right. very quickly and like hit that you know jump button and, and know, then hit things at the right time. The guy ends up pushing Hank, and then you yeah. can either save Hank or run after him. Did you guys save Hank? Save Tank. Save Tank. Okay, yeah, figured. Because yeah. I didn't care about catching the guy. Right, like, who cares? I don't care right. at all. I never, ever actually cared about catching the person. There'll be others. Yeah, right. so I was like, well, if I have the choice, I'm like, saving Hank matters right. to me, whereas catching this guy doesn't at right. all. Because I so, threw up yeah. a, pr- a probability that's saying, like, hey, if yeah. you don't go like and 60%, see him, right. he'll 40%, yeah. he'll, he'll die. Yeah. Right. So I was like, oh, this is going to ruin things if I don't grab him. Like, I was just thinking of, like, the utilitarian thing oh, of, like, I see, see. this I is like my Tank. master. I was like, no, no, I no, got to like Tank, him. too. Yeah. Yeah, I like Tank I was more like, than I don't Connor. want him to die. Yeah. yeah. He hated androids at the beginning of this. Yeah, yes. he does hate you real bad. So I was <laughs> like, but I should save him. Yeah. Even though he hates me. And I think that's part of the thing, too, is, like, I want to change his mind. Like, right? that's, it's kind of a little bit of a driving force, too, is like, no, I'm going to show you I'm not that bad, you know? Yeah, which is the start of his, um, beginning of not quite deviant behavior but almost because right. it's not his programming his programming is to find the guy right to like do his job to the best that he can do it so you're choosing to not catch the guy and instead to save your partner right yeah. is they don't call it deviant at the time he's just like oh you saved me but yeah. it's just it's great. more like but it's questioning like, though yeah. right because the entire time and this is why i liked his arc so much is connor is very rigid but you can start to see that he's he's like, but he's deviant. Yeah. What is RA nine? Right. Why are they doing this? Yeah, he is what very yeah Free inquisitive. Will? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the uh, partnership with Frank Hank, Frank or <laughs> Hank with Hank really for me like hits a crescendo when you go to his house and yep. in Russian roulette. Uh, yes, and you see that like oh no this guy screwed up yeah. real yeah. bad. Hank is like really he's got depressed, some real suicidal. Yeah. Same he, thing though. I didn't care. Oh really? I didn't not actually legitimately care about most of the characters it was more like you know what it was a little bit utilitarian and that like no i want him to like me like i have a goal so saving him i'd rather do that than catch the deviant and then same with like marcus most of his stuff i didn't actually care about most of the people he's interacting with it was more like no i have this goal that i'm trying to accomplish so i was like oh he's he's really depressed guy he's suicidal like and then I found the photograph yes, of, his of his son, yep. his son who died. And I was like, oh, that sucks. His son died. But like, it did not emotionally hit me right. very much. Okay. Whereas like, I didn't connect emotionally with Marcus or with Kara or yeah. with Alice or with Luther. Like my emotional I didn't really connection. really emotionally connect with anybody. No. <laughs> Honestly, I didn't. I really liked the game. I liked everything about it. But emotionally, I connected emotionally with things that happened in the game. Like moments like... The moment when you rise up out of the um, the dump. Right. And just the way it was executed, that emotionally hit me. But emotional attachment to any character, I did not have oh, anyone okay. that I cared right. about. That makes sense. Yeah. And I, I guess I didn't I didn't care about Connor, but I cared about Connor's journey. Okay. And I, I actually think I cared about Hank. Right. he's the only human that I didn't. Because like, you heard it in Marcus's, I shot whatever human was around. Right. Get, like matter. keeping me from my mission, except for Hank. Right. He does feel like an actual friend. Yeah. yeah. Hank feels like a friend, mm-hmm. whereas right. no one else really does. Yeah, just Mr. Krabs, just yeah. trying, yes. to, trying to save you from everything. Um, the next point uh, in that one is the Eden Club. Yes. That's where you go to the strip club with Hank, yeah. which was weird. Uh, That's the only one I screwed up. That's oh, the one mission do? I failed. What did you do? I just failed. You couldn't find them? I kept on... It was literally the last one. There was one last notch. So explain, you're to, explain the where so you're at. You're in this... Basically, it's like a sex club. Yeah. Or not a sex club. It's a... It's a sex like, club. Like, more like a brothel. Yeah. Kind of-ish. Yeah. Like, strip club slash brothel. Um, 
and you're trying to find basically someone there's a, a patron yeah. was uh murdered by an android that he had rented mm-hmm. questionable stuff going uh-huh. on in that yeah. place uh-huh. yeah a little bit a little bit um so he was murdered he was strangled i believe yeah he was um so you're trying to find this android as uh connor and so you're going to each android and kind of like hacking into them. Yeah, but yes. it starts by you go in where the murder scene is. Yes. And you see that one robot or one right. android There's a witness. Yeah. is like deactivated. You reactivate her and you right. find out that, oh, actually there was two androids in here and right. one escaped. Right, right, right. And right, that's right. when you start to chase after the second one. Yeah, by right. like connecting with other androids and then looking through their vision and yeah. playing back their memories. You like probe their, their memory. Exactly. And you're just looking through their field of vision to try and see that person leaving the room and where they went. Yeah. Yep. So I went to each one and I, I tracked them. I screwed up a few times. I was like, oh, I'm in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. I just went in the wrong place. And then I finally kind of figured it out and went along. And then as you're doing it, as you're catching each part of their path as they're leaving, um, it fills in this little bar at the bottom that kind of shows your progress, like how right. closer you are to finding the person. And I had one notch left. Oh, really? And I picked the wrong... I actually went back to when I had already gone to. And I was like, no, this is the one who doesn't know anything. Right. I'm astute. Because some of them d- didn't see it. Yeah. So you just hack into them and they're like, no, nothing nothing comes of this one. Yeah. You have to pick it, the right one. So yeah, no, I screwed up. It was the last one. Oh my gosh, and I was like, no, thing. it was that one. And then that was the one I was like, because you're on a timer That's the only for one thing of the I first times, right? Really, but yes, there is a time. There's, there's like, like a 10, ten minute minutes, timer. Which because, seems like a lot of time, yeah. and it is not a lot of time. Yeah, because they it, get erased every yes. two hours to yes. like you had it. Yeah, had they're all gonna down. lose that memory very soon, so you have to figure it out before all their memories get wiped. Yep. And yeah, no, I failed. So what happens to you when you fail the Eden Club? Yeah, you they're, just leave. Oh, so you guys both did it? Yeah, yeah. we did it. Yeah. And there's like a very interesting. Yeah, there's a there's a good twist okay. at the end of that. Okay, so we'll get to that. But um, oh, I know. I, There's a good stuff they at talk the end about of it, it later. Yeah. Um, basically, they're just like, "Well, you screwed up. Like, good job, Connor. Like, they're all just kind of hard on you." Yeah. And I'm like, "Well, I screwed up one thing. Yeah. I guess I have really have. I've only caught like one or two people because I keep on saving Hank. Yeah. But, but they're like, "Well, you're really screwed up at the Eden Club." I'm like, "Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. I did. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks." And that's it. The mission just ends. Pretty much. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Huh. What was yours? Uh, so you end up going to the back room. Yeah, that's yeah. probably right before you failed. You yes. go into the back room. Yeah, you go to the warehouse the area. Part. And in the warehouse, there's like at least 30 androids that oh. are kind of in one corner, in another. Yeah, mixed around. And there's some like beds and clothes and other things. Workshoppy things. Exactly. Oh. Um, so from there, you start to look around to figure out like which one of the androids is the one with the blue hair that right, they need to Right, the blue hair Tracy that they got to find. The blue hair Tracy. Yeah. So there's a, in the back right-hand corner, there's like maybe 12 androids that are just standing in a row. Right. And you're about to grab blue hair Tracy and another android like grabs your hand yes. and starts fighting you. What? And yeah. blue hair Tracy fights Hank. I, see, fear of missing out, man. Yeah, I yep. miss things. And both this are Tracys. Oh my god, they're both Tracys. But one's a blue-haired Tracy, and one's like a brunette. And they're in love, and they are. They just want to be together. Really? Yeah. They're both deviants. Huh. They're both deviants. They just want to be together. That's really sweet. Yeah. Uh-huh. So you. So you then you caught this. them and you screwed it up. <laughs> no, you, <laughs> you ruined you their catch happiness. Them. You catch them and you have a gun. You, Connor gets a gun. And, the suspense is killing me. And yeah. you have the option to shoot them. Or shoot one of them. One right? of them or let them go. You let them go, Travis? Oh, of course I let them go. Did you shoot them, Jacob? 
I, I let them go. Love good wins. for you. Yeah. Love wins. I couldn't See? do it. I'm yeah, like, good. after all. That's, that's your programming. And I it, guess you're breaking your programming. So, imagine <laughs> I'm, so I have this problem where I like to role play characters, right? right. So imagine that I'm Connor where I'm like, I- I'm just going to follow my programming the whole time, right? right. I kind of break it a little bit with Hank where I'm like, but in my mind, I'm like, oh, I need Hank. So like to me, saving Hank is more, right. is a higher probability of me succeeding my mission. So I'm going to save Hank. Right. But this time, like I should have shot. Yeah, the, that's just your mission. There's mission. no ulterior motive yeah. that you could have had to like no no but there's this like competing yeah. thing that you need to do no it's and just, it's from first person this or is they li- give you the first oh, person jesus or they at least yeah. part of it oh show yeah you a first you're, person. you're just straight up like pointing a gun at them or i think it goes first person and then it pulls out yeah. and you're given the like with a very short timer shoot or don't shoot yep yeah, this timer has really stressed me out. Yeah, <laughs> Jacob, you legit like started to break your programming. I did. Good I was, for you. I was yeah. like Connor in more ways than one. Yeah. Oh so God. you let them go. Yeah, you let them go. <laughs> and then Hank's really happy with you for yeah. letting them go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hank. You know what? Hank's a good dude. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day, the thing like, is, he may have hated you at first, but he comes around. He does. And you know that deep down inside, he's for you getting your like deviancy like not like that he's for it but he's like you may have emotions you may have feelings exactly like i think empathetic character i think he believes it could actually happen yeah yeah like but he's he's got like the the alcohol the depression like over all of that but there's like a gooey center in (sighs) there that yeah you might get to depending on how you play the game so yeah you let them go fun fact uh the face model for the tracy's is married to the face model for connor in real life really yeah he's a streamer stop it what yeah he's a streamer brian deckard or something like that i thought he was like an actor no he's he's a streamer of some kind he plays video games online and stuff like that with his wife who is the blue-haired tracy and blue-haired tracy's girlfriend wild yeah uh there's i i did i did know this because i watched a video with him and jack septikai okay with yes which has the actor and his wife and they're playing like a, a game where they have to determine which character in Detroit they would be. Okay. It's Jacksepticeye's adorable. So like you can yeah. watch that video and, and watch that together. Um, the Windsor tie. Yeah. Uh, is the next scene, the yep. bridge oh, where yes. technically he's on the Canadian side of the border. Isn't he like when he's sitting and he's looking at the bridge? No, I just like, took that as being like Belle Isle. No, I took that as being like really updated Windsor downtown. Right. But he's on the Canadian side. It, it looked more like the Canadian side than the, than the Detroit side. He was on the, the Canadian, Canadian side because he's looking I, at the Ambassador it, Bridge. Not actually, just I, I they, took it. It as, appeared that they put him on our side. Oh, I didn't think that at all. I thought he was just in Detroit looking at a like. That's what they meant the, to do. But yeah. we were like, eh, kind of looks like our side. Yeah, I just see. saying. Mm-hmm. With the fact that there's like a park and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Especially that close to the bridge. There right. Isn't really that. Anyway. Interesting. Uh, and then the final three things for him are public enemy, where you investigate the broadcast. Yes. Oh yes. Um, but I think the most interesting part is meeting Kamski. Yes. For mm. Connor. Mm-hmm. So Kamski is. I made a note here. He's a skeezy, skeezy guy. Well, he reminds me of <laughs> Neander Wallace from Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Yeah, the I, character yeah, played yeah, by yeah, Jared yeah. Leto for sure. Like they imagine there's it. a man bun. He's got. He's very Jared Leto. <laughs> he's very Jared Leto. He's got piercings. Yeah. He's swimming in his pool when you. So you come on his house in Detroit. He yep. was the CEO of Cyberlife. He stepped down, but he was the one that created the first Android to pass the Turing test who is chloe who is the android who is in the menu screen of your game right yes um you go into his house because you want to figure out like why are these androids going deviant can you tell me something you go in his house and to me that's one of the most interesting parts of the entire game is when he proposes the camski test right yeah 
Meh. I thought it was okay. So he's like, it's fair. interesting because we probably picked the sane option, and I'm sure yeah, Jacob and picked Jacob the was insane like, option. Yeah, I murdered <gasps> Chloe. What? That's what I'm saying. What is wrong with you? I don't know. It's literally like oh, I'm trying have... to do my mission. Like I, I, I you cracked... haven't done your mission the whole time. <laughs> well, like no, I saved Hank. That was utility. I cracked a he's little like, bit when hey, I. Are you a person or are you not a person? You're like, nope. Well, I'm like, not a person. I'm like, must fulfill my mission. That's not even your mission, though. So let me set it up. Was it so, worth it? I, so you, He didn't give you, you any information, did he? You come into Kamsky's house. He's swimming in this pool with a bunch of Chloe androids that which he invented, which is a little messed, messed up, up. But like, imagine like the millionaire playboy from any other yeah. movie. Um, Except uh, they have no choice, but you what's, know, whatever. What's the Christian Bale one where he plays like a serial killer, really rich you person? Say Batman. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's kind of Batman. <laughs> it's kind of Batman too. Um, it doesn't matter. Um, but uh, he gets oh, out of the psych- pool. Uh, American, yeah, American Psycho. Psycho. Like yeah, imagine yeah. American Psycho. He's in his pool. He, you know what? He looks a lot like that. You're right. Mm-hmm. And he comes out in his robe, and he like starts to say a whole bunch of nothings. And he's like, well, "I invented Chloe. She's the first one to pass the Turing test in 2024. Why don't we propose a new test, the Kamsky test? She's basically a person." yeah exactly are you gonna kill her <laughs> yeah, it's, he put he takes a gun just out of a drawer yeah, you know and he hands connor a gun and says as american psychos do yeah, exactly this is the kamsky test we need to prove if you are willing to break your uh your um programming your programming by not killing someone who you believe has free will Right. Or I will give you one piece of info. I will answer any question you give me. Right. As long as you kill this person who is just an android. Right. What are you going to do? See, I thought Kamsky was full of it. I yeah. was like, he's not going to give me anything useful. So I shot Chloe in the head. Apparently. Oh my god. Because she was just an android. In in my mind, in Connor, I role play really hard. He literally just said she has free will. She's a person. Yeah, well, but a person. I but, have you know. a I have a mission here. Okay. <laughs> um, so you shoot Chloe, and he gives you three options. Monster. He will answer answer any question about Jericho. He will tell you where Jericho is. Okay. He will tell you what RA nine is. Okay. Or he will tell you what what this virus is all about. And there's really one solution here that gives you an actual RA nine. Like, no, RA nine is he gives. It's like nothing. It's, it's like, nothing. It's like a figure. Yeah. I, th- I no, looked this I, I up thought online. it would be slightly more information than the that. The virus thing is more interesting. Okay. I alluded to it before. He's yeah, yeah. like, yeah, just imagine like a code switch. There's a one instead of a zero. It causes an issue in the programming. They can communicate to other robots by touching them. They pass on the bad I mean, code. I feel like I could have guessed that. Was that worth Chloe's life? It was wasn't. It? Um, but the key to Jericho was. You get, I got there you get anyways. You get there eventually. You got there regardless. Because yeah. you're, so, you're a good policeman. Uh, in my you're case... figure it out another way. I asked what RA9 was, so like it doesn't even matter. Oh, right. no. Which was a total waste. And I'm total sure waste. Hank was not pleased with you. No, oh, he, he, was no he went from he really, friendly really, really, really to me to like, mad. Like, unfriendly. Oh, so yeah. you know, we were like best buds oh, after yeah. that. He was like, yep. Yeah. yeah, loved me. Yeah, so after Kamsky, the final singular Connor thing where you go back to the Detroit Police Department if you don't have the key uh, to Jericho, yes. Hank gives you one last chance to go underground into, into, the, uh, into like the evidence lockup evidence, yeah, lock yes. and find out in five minutes yes. yep. how to get to Jericho. Yeah, I liked this a lot. So actually. did I. Yeah, it See, was I was so scared. After I screwed up the last timed one, I was like, I'm going to screw this up too. But It was I stressful, but it, it was, was a fun was little puzzle to figure out. Yeah. So imagine all the evidence that you've gathered in the game. Right. So if, if you didn't gather all the evidence, it's not all there. Right. Oh. Yeah. Only some of the things are there. So only if you like look at whatever diary yeah. are so, you going to even Yeah. How it. did you guys find Jericho? Not that it's overly important, but I'm curious. Um, I, I replicated Marcus's voice. Yes. And got... 
um, one of the... The robot at the tower? Yes. Okay. The robot at the tower who had his optical sensors damaged yes. to tell me you where mimic, it is. Yep, that's what I did. Yeah. I could not find the voice. It was in a recording of Marcus's speech. Oh. But you had to take a part from one robot to another. So did I do? Did your Connor survive here? Because Connor, yes. if he doesn't succeed in his mission... No, I just, I know I did it. Okay, your Connor's deactivated I if you don't... I don't think I... I did not find his voice. I think I went back to the old guy. Hold on, I'm going to figure this out. Yeah, if you don't get a key to Jericho, your mission as Connor... Um, one character we haven't mentioned is Amanda. Yes. She's essentially like your handler from Cyberlife. Right. Uh, she will like essentially come into your brain and say like, hey... Or communicate directly with you right. and say, you didn't get the key to Jericho. You're done. You're deactivated. Be, yeah, I didn't realize this at first. I thought the whole stuff with Amanda was real um, mm. for like the longest time. I didn't realize it was actually all within Connor's head. And that Amanda's actually dead. Yes. Like she was, yeah. oh, I figured really? that out about mid... I didn't know she was dead. She's dead because there's a picture of her with yes. her, her death... With Kamsky. With Kamsky. Because she's one of the original co-founders of Cyberlife. Yes. And she died in 2021 or something like that before yeah. they invented the first android. And he just, Kamsky just made like a, a, a something that looked like her and acted like and her see, inside the Connor. I thought it was a true physical space. Yeah, I thought. But it, it's not. I thought he was just legit visiting this oh, lady at her I garden. I figured it out after like the third time. No, I didn't. I was like, this isn't a real place. Yeah. Because he keeps on, every time it, that segment would end, it would go to Connor opening his eyes and like kind of being in <laughs> yeah, the environment. Yeah, it took me a little bit to clue into that. Oh, you're a little slow. It's a little okay. slow sometimes. <laughs> Uh, and that's kind of the last piece before all the characters come together yeah. again. All right. Now that we've talked about Connor, let's talk about Kara, your favorite character in this game for some reason. Yes. Uh, why is she your favorite? I really don't understand. Oh my gosh. That's so harsh. She's, a, she's a, she, literally the, the, not the performance was great. Poorly written. She's <gasps> yes. a damsel in distress the whole time. Yeah. When, when does she take any kind of action of her own? Or like, when does she to have save any... Alice at the very beginning She's when she mom. becomes deviant? So Marcus causes the revolution. Connor is trying to save Cyberlife from going bankrupt, and Kara's a mom. So no. I, yes, you're not wrong. It's not the it's not the best character in the world. But I found the other two so unrelatable, mm-hmm. and Marcus kind of plasticky. I'm it, his arc is not relatable to me. Like leading the revolution, it's not. I'm I'm not going to lead a revolution <laughs> right, right. anytime soon. Right, it's not relatable. He's not. It's yeah. There's not a lot of emotion going on there. And then, m- not Marcus Connor, is also very plasticky by, by design. Yeah. almost the entire thing he is trying to accomplish his mission he is a tool yes yeah. he's a tool and he feels like one mm-hmm. not i didn't mean yeah. it like that yeah. but kind of yeah. a little bit yeah um she for the most part has the most emotion behind her acting yes and the facial animations mm-hmm. and her goal is more relatable yeah okay. it's and like I think, i'm taking care of the person that i care about right yeah. and i think that's the thing it brings that human aspect to the game that i think would be difficult to connect to if it was just marcus and connor yes if we didn't have Kara to have more of an emotional character building relate like yeah relatable story why would i care about them being sentient and having their own free will I don't yeah. know why she cares they would. about someone. Right. Yeah. You see that she is someone who cares about people. Like you, she is the reason for the revolution. Right. Yes. Right. I know what you're saying though. It's a very typical 
character yep. for like the woman of yep. the three to play uh-huh. is yep. the mom. Um, but I don't know. It didn't bother me that much yeah, personally. Because, because I always go back to like the Bechtel test and I think I've talked about it on past episodes where like you look at a film yes. and you say, does the female character or female characters in this uh, show or have any other dialogue or, or goal except to be with a guy? Right, right. Which she does have which actually have a goal. Yes, yeah, she this. passes the Bechtel test, Honestly, but most, I just don't think it's an. It's very uninteresting. It's not interesting at all. Yeah. You're and, not wrong. And Quantic Dream typically writes, and this yes. is a shot. They write their female characters it's very stereotypical. Yeah, they're always yes. damsels in distress. And, yes. and someone uh, actually, uh, my girlfriend's brother played the game, and he made the argument that like, but Ellen Page and Beyond Two Souls, she had psychic powers and she was a badass. Yeah, but there's a scene in a bar where like she gets hit over the head and like she gets sexually assaulted or or like it's it's surmised that she might be sexually assaulted if you don't do this well gotcha. right it's yes that's a little rough it's that you would like to have not all the time but it would be nice if a female character was basically they could be either female or male and it doesn't actually matter mm-hmm. and they would be playing the same role regardless but then sometimes it's just a matter of fact sometimes a character is female there are things that typically happen to women yep. more so than guys. Yep. So to completely ignore that would be kind of false. So I don't know. I'm of two sides on that. I kind of go back and forth. It's a tricky thing to balance. Yeah. Um, but I know absolutely what you're saying. It would be yeah. nice if there was a female character that's not necessary, which is kind of North. Yeah. So I was just about to mention this can happen with at the end of Marcus's gameplay that if your Marcus dies somewhere near the end of his revolution, North is actually the character oh. that takes over really? the revolution. Oh. And you, when you finish Connor and Kara's um, like stories. So if your Marcus is dead, if he died at the Freedom then March, she like takes up the helm. She takes up the helm. Oh. Now the thing is, I don't think she's successful. Which, eh. which in itself means that the male is well. the one who's successful. But you're not playing as North. You yeah. don't like. I don't think. Well, at least I, as far as I know, this is what I've. And read. also, females can be wrong. Right. Yep. We can screw oh, it up. For it's sure. fine. But yeah. like, it, like the only way of surviving of of getting out of this positively is if Marcus is the the savior, right? Like, right. Yeah. So, but don't get me wrong. But yes, North can be That's the fine. leader That's a of realistic the revolution. Character of like, no, yeah. she has a different approach. Yeah. It may not work. Yeah. But she has her own way of approaching something. So when I read that, I was like, oh, that's interesting. I would like to see the scenes that you are Connor and Kara and how the revolution plays out because I'm thinking you must see cut scenes. I don't think you actually play as North. Right. So. And see, uh, all that I would want is like, why don't they switch Connor and Kara like gender wise? Yeah, you could be the male caretaker. Like there's no reason why. But you know what? A lot of people would buy an android to take care of their kid that is a woman. Right. A lot of people would be like, well, I want a mother android to my child, not a guy. That's actually a really interesting perspective that like the game is like this because that's what people's perspectives is what what would demand which gender they pick for that role. Yeah. That. Yeah. That's that's a really fair. Boom. Yep. (laughs) Good. (laughs) Um. So Kara's story opens with a new home. Yes. Uh, where you go and in, you're in kind of a, a lower income neighborhood yeah. in Detroit where Todd, your owner, is Ugh. unemployed, but for some reason has $8,000 to spend on an Android. Oh, Todd. Yeah. Uh, and Alice, who is Todd's daughter. Yes. Uh, and he's a real piece of work. Yep. Yeah. He's uh-huh. pretty much like the worst kind of human being. Like I think, yep. it's, I think he, 
they make him terrible and, and really unredeemable. In a tropey yes. way. Right. Yes. To yeah, the yeah. point, so that way it really is, this is why Kara is pushed to do what she does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. It's it's a little on the nose. Like, yeah. there's no subtlety to Todd. I, no. No, there I, is not. Later on, I guess there is. I don't see this, but I guess there's a scene in the later game, depending on your playthrough, oh. where you can actually kind of convince Todd of something later on. Oh. Yeah, I watched a couple videos so I'll tell you guys about that it like, when we get to that, that point. Like he's a trash human. Like you're like, yo, you're trash. No. <laughs> yeah. It's like maybe. There's like a, I think there's a moment where he can he actually finds you and you convince him to let you go. Oh. oh. But I it, I didn't have that in my playthrough. No. I, we'll see where you nah. guys get nope. to. No. Nah. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> okay, uh, keep going. So the the first one is just like setting up exactly what happened. You, you kind of start to figure out that like, hey did I get busted before by Todd? Yeah. Uh, you, you go around oh, yeah, the house definitely. and you do the chores and you kind of look through things. I found it hilarious that like the gameplay was do the chores yes. of the house. <laughs> Pick up the trash. Yeah. Imagine someone. Dishes. So this game was available on PlayStation Plus yeah. uh, for a month. Imagine if someone just played this on a whim without knowing anything. Like, right. what am I doing? Chores? Yeah. Why am I doing? Because you do chores you both legit- as Marcus yes. and Kara. Oh, yeah. You're so doing chores. There's this high energy hostage situation and then it's chores. It literally, for the first couple of missions after this hostage thing, it's chores. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I know. It's hilarious. Uh, but after that new home, you go into a stormy night where like things with Todd really crescendo. Right. Where he, you figure out, you already know, like he uses red ice, which is a drug yeah. that's derived from the blood of androids. Which is interesting. Oh, I didn't know it was derived it's, from it's the blood of androids. It's made from ethereum. It's the same material oh. that is. Yeah, I didn't like, figure that out. You have to read right a over lot my of, head. Oh, I, I had to read a lot of the magazines, which to me was like one of the coolest parts. Really, of this game. I read yeah. like the first three, and then I stopped. There I are forty for the magazines. I was like, this is a waste of my time. I looked for the magazines for completionist reasons, uh. but I did not read them. I just clicked on them. You oh, just no. picked them up and picked set them, them up, down. Flicked them over, set them down. There are so many cool things. In I, there. there was a few that uh, I looked at. That like, was hey, the bees are extinct, and hey. Yeah. like which I, I was i don't know i didn't get not get any joy out of reading that i was like yeah the bees are in trouble i know <laughs> they're all extinct stop reminding me and now we have famine because there's no bees i know in. okay i don't need to read about it in this fantasy game also president warren as well that a woman. was trippy yeah. that was because when this game came out what two years ago uh, about from from now about 20 months ago because this game started out as a as an as like a short film done by quantic dream called hmm. Kara. It's like oh. a seven-minute short film that was done in engine on PS3. She has the most interesting arc. Uh, no, she, she does not. Um, <laughs> not but arc, it's but... like a seven-minute trailer where she like it. It, it kind of hints to what Detroit's going to be about, about okay. like her gaining deviancy or like not being the correct program. Right. It's worth watching. Yeah. It's actually on the disc. You can unlock it as a as a bonus. Or oh, you can interesting. Watch okay. it on YouTube. Some of the bonuses on the disc are very worthwhile. Mm, I'll talk about them later. Um, but this is kind of, like I said, the crescendo where things can happen. Yeah, Kara can die here. This that's is the nuts. sixth mission and Which, she can die. That's kind that's kind of insulting. It I wrote it in because red. Then it, it implies that everyone her story else, doesn't matter. Yes. That like all the other ones are like, oh, they're in danger, but they're going to get out of it. Like Marcus gets shot. But he arises from the from the dump. Yep. But Kara can just die, yeah. and that's over. Right. She can die in a couple spots, but this is the earliest spot she can. Which die. is that's nuts. very early. Yeah. yeah. In the sixth mission, that's like, like what, like I don't know, two hours in. Yeah. Both that's crazy. Her and Alice can die. That's stupid. Yeah. It is kind of dumb because I. I can understand because, yes, yeah, she doesn't play a big role in the revolution aspect no. of the game, right? But at the same time, she's like the the, the analog. Emotional or center. The, yes. So yeah. that you can see 
how your revolution... I'm not saying it's a good emotional center, but it's the emotional center. But that you can see what your revolution, who you're doing it for, like I said before, right? right? So if you eliminated her that early, I'd be curious to know how well the story plays out knowing that you're just like fighting for a revolution, but who are you fighting for? These nameless, yes. faceless people on and what Jericho? what kind of relationships can, right. can happen? Exactly. Because that shows like your most connected relationship right. that an android can have. So to eliminate that kind of uh, yes. takes that element out. Exactly. Okay. So uh, essentially Tog gets high yeah. and he yeah. just gets real angry and like starts... And very abusive. Uh-huh. Doesn't he choke you out? And then, like, start hitting Alice around, too? He, in my gameplay, he hit Alice, but I wasn't involved in any of that stuff. I just kind of stood by at mm-hmm. first. Yeah. And then she runs up to her room. And then and you become follows, a deviant then, right? Yes. Because yes. Todd follows her up the stairs and is talking very menacingly about basically beating Alice um, and saying, you know, I'm going to come up and teach you a lesson and such and such. So he tells you to stay put in the kitchen downstairs because he goes upstairs yeah. to be abusive to Alice. And that's when, yeah, you have, you break out of your coding yep. to do something instead your, of following your instruction as right. commanded. Mind palace, if you will. That's yes. the official yeah, that's canonical the, name for palace. mind yeah, palace. Mind yeah. palace. yeah. <laughs> Whatever. It, it's, it's a cool moment when it happens. Like oh, on for sure. Those visually. were very cool. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause you, you imagine there's like a big red wall in front of you that has the instructions that you can't break. And then like uh, a virtual analog of your character is like beating and tearing down these walls. Yes. Right. So you can do the thing that free will would allow you to do. Yeah. Exactly. You tear down a virtual wall in your mind. Yeah. So the metaphors are a little heavy handed. Oh, just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was really oh, it was cool well to done. play though. Well. I really yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. A lot of the things are on the nose. With yeah. This game yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, what did you do here? Um, I, so, Todd was still downstairs yep. when this happens uh-huh. for me. And I ran upstairs. Yep. I had already found a gun. Yep. I, but I didn't use it. I got Kara. We hid in a closet while Todd was coming upstairs. Ran out the front door and dipped. Oh, wow. No interaction with Todd. Okay. We got really? out really quickly and got to a bus. <laughs> See, I think it was the same. Todd went upstairs yep. before we broke out for me and Jake. So he went upstairs. Yep. And then we broke out. And then I followed him. Well, yeah, I went upstairs and heard him like yelling from Alice's room. Uh-huh. And then I went straight for the gun. Yeah, of course too, I boy. did. And you you needed He's to He's a big guy. Yeah. I need that gun. Yeah, cuz you need to find the gun in a yes. new home. It unlocks to even know the it's path, there, yeah. And then you can go back to the gun and grab it, which I also grabbed the yeah. gun. Uh what did you do with the gun? Oh, I shot him. I shot him real good. Oh, you shot him? Yeah. Okay, because I didn't, but we fought and he got shot. Like, we were struggling over the gun and he fell and, like, fell on me. I'm sure there's multiple ways that you can shoot him and kill him. I mean, I shot him. I think, yeah, I think he fell on me, but I shot him. Yeah, exactly. I did the same thing. And so I, given if it was die? a distinct choice, shoot him or not shoot him. Oh, no, I'd he was, he was. Oh, no, he died. He was fine he in my. super died. No, yeah. yeah. No, he was fine. We, like, snuck out real quick. It was fine. Which that whole quick, uh, quick time event sequence was very stressful for me yeah because <laughs> i was just like i don't know i was on edge and i do like that it gives you a little bit of allowance where you can i mean it, i know you can pick the difficulty at mm-hmm. the beginning of the game but i picked the the normal like yeah. the yeah, medium same. difficulty and they it allows you to miss a couple and you can still kind of win that section which i appreciated it wasn't like oh you screwed right. up this one single thing and now you You're lose screwed. Yeah, yeah the fight can go no. back and forth yes you like oh you lost that little bit but then you can come back right after with something so it it 
kind of ebbs and flows which yeah, yeah I, I like appreciate it and that. it's very helpful especially in the later parts of the game yes. where like you have these very intricate qte sequences that were like the fight choreography in this mm-hmm. game is wow, really like, really good is really yeah. i really liked it like one of the best parts of it and i like they use the controller um the sensors touch, I, I like the like touch the motion the thing. motion sensors on the, the controller touch. yeah to you you have to like um twist it to the right or tilt it forward or tilt it back to like move um the character's head out of the way while he's trying mm-hmm. to punch you like stuff like that so it wasn't just the buttons it was like i don't know what's gonna happen yeah. i have no idea right there's no way of knowing like just pressing the buttons it could literally it could be, be anything, anything. It yeah. could be absolutely anything. i could have to shake the controller i could mm-hmm. have to move it back and forth yeah like i yeah yeah so we really killed fun. todd yes we and did and we went right out the front door got on a bus and became fugitives yes. from there yeah which like i don't I would call the cops. Wouldn't you call the cops? No, you're an android. They don't believe you. Yeah. Cause they? They're not going to care. Because she, you're not a person. She is property. You, you have just yeah. kidnapped. You were programmed to do a certain thing, and instead right. you killed your owner. They're, that's the whole point of They'd Connor. They'd Connor on investigating you. people who murdered their owners. They'd specifically right. sick Jacob's Connor, and then he would just shoot Kara, and she would die. Yeah. Like you shot people. Yeah. Connor would just shoot her in the head. I guess. Because he'd be like, you're a deviant. You did the the opposite of what you're supposed to, regardless of whatever he did, what Todd did. Mm-hmm. They don't seem to care about that throughout the game. Well, I mean, and we saw it. Like, imagine Stormy Night is the sixth mission, broken in Marcus's timeline is the seventh. So you see immediately after that what happens yeah. if they assume that you're guilty. Exactly. They just shoot you without a without yes. a trial because oh, sure. you're property. Yes. And before that, you don't see it. Yeah. So I guess I was like, why are you running? Like, why don't no, you, you just explain things yeah. that happen? You don't There's have rights, explaining. so you cannot like, right. go to the cops. I guess that's my naive nature of being like, ah, call the cops. They'll be on your side. They won't be on they, your side. You know. So you become fugitives. Yes. And you run in the city of Detroit. And I, I think this is a mission that's interesting because there's multiple different ways you can go about it. Right. I think the end result ends up being the same, but you at least can have different playthroughs of how you stayed safe for the night. Yeah. So this is probably the best place for us to end our discussion in part one. Uh, in next week's episode, what we'll do is we'll finish Kara's story, talk about the end of the game, and then do a wrap up. If you want to join up with the Left Behind Game Club community and talk about video games, including Detroit Become Human, you can find our Discord channel. Uh, You go to leftbehindgame.club. There's a big Discord button on the front of the page uh, that will let you enter the Discord zone where you can share your discourse about uh, (laughs) Detroit Become Human. Uh, And as always, you can find us on Twitter at Left Behind Club and on Instagram at Left Behind Game Club. Um, Look for the second part of this in your feeds in the coming days. Um, If people want to find you on the internet travis where can they do so uh on twitter at travis colnett uh c-o-l-e-n-u-t-t uh katie if people want to find you on the internet where can they do that i mean i'm on twitter i don't really talk on twitter you can find me in the discord though for the show and what is your uh, discord handle it's less brack and you can find me in the discord and on the internet at jacob mccourt on all major social media platforms and that my friends is one less game left behind <laughs> <laughs>